I didn't forget. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Now, welcome to episode one of season four of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guide. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and this week I'm joined by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey everyone, Rob Gilreath. Hey guys, and Matt Cavender. Hello, everybody. To kick off uh, season four, we've invited our beat writer Jonathan Zamatis to get his perspective on the upcoming season. How's it going, Jonathan? Pretty good. I'm pretty glad you got my last name right. You're like the first person. Really? Yeah. Seems everybody... pretty obvious to me, but okay, I get yeah, it. People yeah. people think it's Greek, it's Lithuanian, and then because they screwed it up in immigration. Yeah, one of those. Like Ante Tecumpo. Well, remember, uh, remember what Graham used to call you? That's how he got his nickname. He always yeah. thought it was he always thought it was pronounced Zamedes. So Zamedes. Hmm. Yeah. So he that's how he became Zamedes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also, now that I'm on the podcast officially, I'm gonna say this now, and you guys are probably gonna disagree. I always thought Dustin and Rob's voices were swapped. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, right. I, listen, I learned what Tim's last name was pronounced as the first time we did a real podcast too. I, I had love, no uh, idea. I know that's I know that's one of the problems with the <laughs> podcast audio version uh, that I've heard many times is like it takes a while for uh, listeners to figure out which one of the four white dudes is talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one of the which one of the four white dudes with a beard in the basement is is speaking? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one to figure out. I'll have you know I'm on the first floor. Thank you. Yeah, I, I also am above ground. I I'm in the basement. <laughs> basement gang. At least gang. at least at least until my upstairs gets remodeled, then I think my office is moving up there sometime this winter. But we'll see. Uh, all right, let's see. This week we'll discuss uh, Jay Z covering. Uh, covering the team for Tech Hockey Guide, uh, the hiring of Jordy Murray. Uh, we'll talk about some of the transfers coming in, the incoming freshmen, and the schedule. I don't really know what else we'll get into, but that's a good start to get things kicked off here for the season. Anything big I'm missing, guys, you want to talk about? Uh, the new rule book dropped for anybody who wants to download it. But Yeah, we posted it on Discord for our Discord dogs. Uh, Jay-Z posted that already, and... He did some reading of it. I haven't looked at it yet because I've been busy trying to get everything else working here. So we'll see if we make it through a whole podcast without my uh, camera crapping out in the recording stalling. So fingers crossed. All right, let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors. And we'll be back to chat uh, about the upcoming season with Jonathan Zemates. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E Dental.com. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? 
Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A-Tech.net. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back. Let's get right into things. So, Jay-Z, you've been covering the team for us for how many years now? I think this is going on my fifth year. Hold on. Let me check yield Google Docs here. Oh, that sounds uh, about right. 18, 19 was when I started. Okay. Yeah. So, you've been around for a while. It's nice to have somebody in town covering the team for us. I know um, I know. Bethlin's asked me a few times why I don't get free ticket or free, like a press pass to the games. I'm like, because I'm not going to ask the team to give us two when you're actually there actually covering the team not just trying to go to the game <laughs> like if you can't make it i'll take the press pass but i'm not taking it away from you because you're actually covering the beats and, and doing a great job of it i know we all really appreciate your previews and that you're there you know asking questions and following the team so why don't you kind of take us through what do you do on game day well, uh, starts on every morning. I go to work like every other person because <laughs> uh, like most of the like most of THG, I'm a volunteer as well. So go to work, come home, walk, walk my husky. Um, she's an old girl now, so she doesn't need too long of a walk anymore. But after that, I usually try to get to the arena by maybe like six o'clock if the game's at seven or five o'clock if the game's at six um park go inside go upstairs to the press box grab a, an extra schedule for the misfits or not a schedule a lineup and then yeah i start spamming in the discord getting everybody ready for the game basically and then you usually hang around for the press conference after yeah i'm i'm upstairs taking notes um who scored goals um any ice time things i noticed whether or not a player missed a shift or not uh, that kind of thing. Um, reviews and stuff, I have pretty easy access to run over to the uh, main press area where Dirk is. Um, the the people who actually do the review IT stuff are on the other side, and I can usually get a look at the monitor. Um, I get to sit relatively close to Jamie. Um, some of the other guys who are up there, too, for the away team have seats up there, and I talk with them. I get to talk to the Daily Mining Gazette guys, that kind of thing. But yeah, for the most part, I'm trying to keep keep track of things like uh, before we had instat on ice time, trying to keep track of shifts, power play units, all that fun stuff. And then you guys got in uh, instat and made my life a whole lot easier in that regards during actual gameplay. It's more of just watching and then micro critiquing as gameplay goes on what I'm noticing and what systems aren't working and. And then going on Twitter, complaining about how we're taking shots from the point and not doing anything else. 
Yeah, no, Discord, or not Discord, uh, Instat certainly has helped with some of that stuff, getting to see, uh, like, it's easy to notice things, but it's nice to verify it later that it, that somebody got less power play time or somebody else got that time or whatever changed throughout the game, and you can kind of see some of that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the post game is pretty fun. We uh, get to go out of the locker room and then in between players getting food for after game food uh, meals and coming out of the locker room, we get to hear some banter or then we get to ask questions with coach and some players. And that's always fun. Some things are a little harder than others, especially um, during COVID when we had the losing streak for a while there, that got a little hard in the after game press press conferences because you were asking him what's wrong and we're playing well, but we're still losing games, that kind of a thing. Yeah. No, I did that. The, I think that is my favorite part of Instat is being able to specifically, I guess, call out our discord for how frustrated they are with, with losing when you look at everything and you're like, I'm sorry guys, but they were unlucky today. Like they played better today than last night and they won last night and they lost today. Like it's, uh, I, I, it feels like a broken record, yeah, but you can only you can only play like like the the like I I think that was my least favorite thing about the discussion that occurred with the Luth fans after we lost last year was like all the people that came to the defense of Duluth of UMD for like quote unquote earning their luck, and I'm like, look, tech plays their butt off every night and somehow it feels like they have to work twice as hard for every goal that they get and it shows in the stats that say their expected goals are usually higher than their goals almost every game yeah it's it's really nice to have instat as that resource um because it helps back things up like on ice minutes before we didn't even have that info because they would track all of that in-house and then keep that record keep the records for themselves yep so it's really hard to get a gauge. And then when you see the on ice minutes and then you see who's getting time and who's not. And if a player goes down due to injury or randomly getting ejected for a mysterious call in the first period. <laughs> it was a two. It was a two. But it shouldn't oh. have been a five and a DQ. That was nuts. When there's enough out there to I'm have a rule even... named after you during the conversations, it may have not been the correct call. <laughs> I mean, we've had... <laughs> three different incidences where there's new rules named after a specific thing. You have the Hallinan rule, Mankato rule, and the Michigan goaltender rule. What is, so, so what is the Mankato rule? Uh, that has to do with uh, establishing reviews after the officials leave the ice. And what is, when is the game over? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah the, so the game is... is officially over when the officials leave the ice. You cannot call them back on anymore. So <laughs> I don't think you random, ever could, but <laughs> insert random hockey blog that wanted people arrested. Yeah. If, if the rule was already there, they wouldn't have needed to make a new one. So yeah. But they so, yeah, there's it, certain things so. like that. And then there's certain things that I wish were included in rule books, like um, your Com- your conference rules like there's specific cca rules for overtime and stuff like that or there there were last year and we didn't know and then when we'd ask ask for clarification they'd say it was behind closed doors all that fun stuff and it's just like well why don't you tell the fans yeah 
kind of a thing. Or the media, for instance. Yeah, or the media. Instead <laughs> of fact-checking me on Twitter when I call them out. Yeah. So quick little PDF. It's not too tough, right? Yeah. Well, I went to the CCH rule rule book on their website and it was a broken link. So isn't that just wonderful? Yes. It is now fixed to lead you to the NCAA rule book. But anyways, yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I asked tough questions to Joe because I have no allegiance. I am not part of the Daily Mining Gazette who just softballs it up there, but is that is that kind of the case with everybody that's been covering it? Because it is it because sometimes it's Daver and sometimes it's somebody Adam, else, right? Adam will ask harder questions, yeah. more or less. I've noticed, but I think it's just because Daver has more more experience in terms of that, so he knows to like go off and do an an interview separately for yeah. an additional piece versus yeah. Adam and I who don't necessarily get that opportunity or just are too busy. Because yeah. Adam covers everything from the Western UP. So it's yeah. insane. That's why Daver covers. Or did. Or did. Well, I don't know. Yeah. If, but fill with the paper or not, or if you left. That just kind of puts you in a cool position because we're not, unless you do something extremely off kilter, we're not going to fire you. So you can, <laughs> so you can go in there and, and ask some pretty wild questions. So I do know that you're, relationship with joe tends to be kind of on again off again because of how um i guess blunt you can be with your questions so uh do you have any fun stories about times where you ask a question that like kind of pushes buttons a little too much or something uh a few times yeah um this was mostly during the covid uh, that covid era where we're doing interviews from the press box via zoom into the into the locker room and it was during uh the losing streak with bowling green and bemidji in that time era during that and we just kept losing games we should have won or just getting our butts kicked and adam and i were asking like what should we be doing how can we be doing things differently and uh joe decided to take the offense the offensive uh question line there and started going at us luckily since this was only like my second or third year i kind of stood like a deer in the headlights in the in the video (laughs) call and adam luckily took most of the brunt of that (laughs) because I don't know if you guys have ever interacted with Joe Sean when he's angry. He is scary. <laughs> he is. I mean, this with all due to respect, he scares me when he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing that I, I know that you're not afraid to, to poke the bull, so to speak, even still. So that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've had, we've had some back and forths where he, wouldn't know the answer to a particular question and then we just kind of move on from that um certain things with like certain players getting more ice time than others whether or not they quote-unquote deserved it or were playing well enough to warrant that amount of ice time stuff like that but that's more hit or miss depending on the situation because during it's a hockey game things get messy yeah i mean yeah i've some players are fun to interview too more than others um some of them, I won't name any names, but you guys can probably take a guess or like talking to a brick wall. And then other guys are super fun. Um, I know a couple of guys that are fun to interview are like Parker Soretsky, Logan Ganey, those kind of guys. They're very laid back, very intelligent in how they answer things as well, even though they may or may not be the center focus of a game. They know what's going on and they can tell you without a doubt this happened here and at this time because of this. So what do you really think about... You know, I know you've got your preview stuff 
in the works. But mm-hmm. where do you see things? If you had a vote, where would you put them this year? Uh, five to three. Okay. In the CCHA. Um, if we're doing a national ranking, I wouldn't say any higher than maybe 17 at best. Yeah, at I, best. Don't, I don't even at, think they belong in a preseason top 20. They lost no. too much. Not that they can't get there, but I don't think. Oh, I got I got the statistics if you guys want to know how much they lost. Well, they lost most, right? <laughs> 57, 57% of their goals, 65% of their assists, and then 62% of all their points Yeah, are gone. Yeah, but yeah. such as the revolving door of college sports, you never know if somebody's going to step up and replace all those or if we're about to take a step back. I think I think somewhere in that five to three spot is about where I'd put us as well, but it'll be interesting to see if any of those freshmen step up really early or if we know it's going to be a bit of a longer season than it has been. Yeah, I mean, I kind of put this akin to what Wisconsin had to go through last year and how we went into their barn and just kind of more or less destroyed them because they lost half their scoring. So yeah. I think it's a similar situation to that. And whether or not some of the newer players come in and are able to right the ship or hasten the rebuild, honestly, this whole year to me feels like a rebuild. If I had to sum it up in one word is a rebuild. Yeah. Because, because you have that core, but then you have, more or less a senior class that hasn't amounted to too much because the junior class, the class before them was so good. Yep. And then you have the issue with, well, we saw in the last like two or three games of the season, you turn off your top scorers and what are you left with? Well, and then you have a, I mean, you basically have what? Eight guys that have never played more than a couple games with the team. Yeah, um, because because Nordstrom, Sauber, Peterson are basically rookies. Correct. Uh, and then isn't got... Jed Pietel about to be a junior? Yes. Yeah, but that's different. I was talking to just forwards too. Forwards. Yeah, the forward core, it's it's deep but not deep at the same time. If that makes sense, like we have a lot of guys with game experience, but whether or not they have the actual scoring experience is what they need is something that's yeah. to be desired. I mean, I, I put together a theoretical set of lines and I don't even like to look at them. And that's no, my best case. It, it's basically going to be very interesting to see who who ends up being the top six forwards and gets those kind of minutes, who's on the special teams and who fills out that roster. How much can you really expect from the freshmen? Uh, Jack Works seems like a really interesting addition that I don't really know what, like he didn't do much at Denver, but his pedigree looks like yeah he, he could be very good in our league. He lit up the AJHL, so yeah, expect like probably like one and a half times of what Parker Soretsky is or a Logan Ganey in terms of just point totals. Yeah, yep, and then. You bring in Jankowski. I don't know what to think of him at all. And and it's just, it's going to be really interesting. I'm not saying they can't be good, but I like, yeah, I'm I, not expecting much, honestly. Like, yeah, I mean, gonna... it, sorry. No, it, it, it's hard to say because when you look at the transfers, I see Ryan O'Connell as like a straight Caro insert replacement. 
Yep. I see Jankowski as a straight Miziac replacement, and this is just going off of point totals, for example. Yeah. Uh, Jack Works is basically like a Tristan Ashbrook to a point in terms of the pedigrees there, the ability to score is there, but it hasn't really been proven at the NCAA level to, to the degree where he gets an everyday starting role yet. I don't know. I think Ashbrook scored more, didn't he? Uh, he may in, have. I think uh, I think it's more of a, a Bronte. Comp. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right there. Um, and then I think we all thought Marcus Peterson would be something, and he had some injuries last year that kind of kept him out and and prevented all of that. So, like, I hope something comes of that. And then I want to see Nordstrom prevail because he's from Atlantic Mine. Yeah. No, I think he's got a chance to be that uh, that typical Uper kid that like that gets his chance and runs with it. That didn't come in with very high expectations. Yeah, uh, like I think that's quite possible. And then you've got the uh, the Kaukonen brothers that like you you expect big things. Oh man! At some point, Kukinen. 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 I, I had to look Kukinen. at it like three times, and I'm like, "God damn it! What is it? I forget." Yeah, that was uh, a little tough, Tim. For hey, Rob, someone who's you, uh, say the Finnish names, please. <laughs> I don't. I, I had to look at them to see I, the Kukinens is a that's a local name. Like, I, there's a there was a Kukinen a few years ahead of me in school. Judge so Kukinen was there for a long I time. I think I think it's just Topi Heiskinen, and then Casper. Uh, uh, Casper's not showing up on my stupid grid. Hang on. And then the Max. And then the Max Vernon? Vernon? Yeah. Rob? I'm looking the, for the roster myself right now. <laughs> yeah. Going off of the, the Kukinins, if you, if you want to use their their previous stats, um, Kyle, the uh, younger brother who's drafted by the Ducks, can basically be the equivalent of a Trenton bliss in terms of a point conversion. If you make a one-to-one comparison and then his brother, Trevor would be like in the Nick Nardella range. If, if, if it's a one-to-one comparison and their points transfer over to the same in the NCAA, they're all in the chat, Rob. Oh boy. Oh, uh, I had a substitute teacher whose name ended with Rodeo, so I'm guessing that's how that one said. <laughs> yes, Bulbashit is so good at baseball. Sorry, but I don't know what I don't know how the A umlaut is pronounced in Finnish. If that's the A sound or if that's the A sound, I'm not sure. I didn't even know if it qualified as an umlaut since it's not German. I, I spent no, too it's much... still it's it's still called an umlaut even if the Finns are using it. But okay, it just has a different purpose. Yeah, it just it doesn't. I, I uh... spent I spent thirty no. 15, 20 minutes today trying to understand Korean characters today. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. So I have high hopes for the Finnish guys. Um, they're the U20 SM Sarja League, if that's how it's pronounced. I probably butchered the hell out of that. Um, it's just this, it's just the Super Elite League is basically. Yeah, it's the equivalent yeah. of USHL it's the U, it's the in the U20 States. Super Elite League. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the equivalent of the USHL in the States in terms yep. of finish level. So yep. I have high hopes for them. One of my questions going forward for Joe is I want to know if his recruiting methods are going to be changing to whether or not he wants to uh, target those European recruits versus your Canadians and North Americans more. 
I think it'll just be a matter of what they can get and where they can get it. I know we might as well pivot into Jordy Murray. I know there was a lot of talk with his hiring of how much he has connections kind of all over the world with his, um, with his training business. And then just, you know, everybody he knows because of his family and then his own career that, that he's, he's well connected. So wherever there are good players that aren't committed yet, we have a better chance now of getting them than we did. Uh, yeah. I can guarantee you this. The entire team is going to be really strength and conditioned. <laughs> I hope so. If we have like a very weird, like high injury rate this year, I will be shocked. We are not the it's... Chicago White Sox. We will be fine. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. So, yeah, like, no, they should be because we basically have, you know, two guys that do that. And right. That's basically where they came from. Our, both our assistant coaches were strength and conditioning guys um i did laugh at what's that dustin when i when i think of jordy murray i don't think of like you know highly well conditioned and with a lot of a um a lot of contacts around the world he always just seemed like a really scrawny ginger that drank too much (laughs) i think it's a good hire i it's a little interesting for me going from Joe having a guy like Chris Brooks with so much experience to two guys that basically well, that are are their first real coaching jobs, not volunteer assistants. Because Jordy was a volunteer at Notre Dame. Um, and Tyler was not a was paid to be the strength and conditioning coach, but wasn't a paid hockey coach at all. I think that has to go with the theme of the team is rebuilding kind of. Yeah, to some extent. I also think, to me personally, I think part of what you're seeing too is that acknowledgement that if you want to get 16, 17, 18-year-olds to commit to you, you need to have that youth factor somewhere to connect to them. To get like, It's fine to be the dad figure, which is Joe to a T, but to actually get those kids to commit, they need to feel that connection. And that's where the assistants at a youth assistants come in and not to, not to say anything bad about Chris Brooks or anything, but like in all my interactions with him, I think he's a great evaluator, but I never, I never saw him as like, he's not going to sit down with you. And it didn't feel like he was going to sit down with you and convince you to come to tech. Like he didn't have that, that personality that fits with getting that commitment. Um, I mean, it's not the easiest job in the world. How do you convince a kid to come to a place with two to 300 inches of snow a year? Yeah. Well, if you're from Alberta or Finland, I guess it's not that hard, huh? I guess not. <laughs> but I mean, you look at the Kukinens, Rob. Yeah, Kukinens. They're they're related to Suzanne, aren't they? They're her Gerard's. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yes. nephews. So oh like yeah, our... there's 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 a family connection to a large number of the team, and and that's always going to be that's our ace in the hole. It is, and but but from a from a financial standpoint, that's good for Michigan Tech too because he can give the Kukinans both a full ride, but because they're out of state and their legacies, 
half of that's not counting towards your scholarship limit because it's getting reduced for anything that's any 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 legacy can get as an out-of-state like my kid would pay as much as they would and yeah. then they're getting the scholarship to take care of the rest so they only have to give those two one full ride to get both of them to come to tech and that's i know joe has always focused on legacies out-of-state legacies because of that benefit that he can get them on a full ride for half a ride is is it based on a monetary amount or a number of scholarships they get a number of scholarships so it wouldn't matter though what do you mean because if it's if it's based on number of scholarships they're each two regardless if it's in-state or out-of-state tuition no so no but we're saying so so an out-of-state person who's a yeah. legacy yes they get in tuition but they but it's but it's the so the difference between the two is not counted towards athletic scholarship oh. so, so if it costs twice as much to go to tech out of state as it does in state that means they only have to give him a 50 percent equivalent scholarship for him to go to school for free yeah so he's saving the university money but not necessarily it doesn't count towards your getting well, the best talent. Joe doesn't care about saving the university money. He cares about maximizing his benefits of his 18 scholarships. Okay. You yeah. can turn one scholarship into two players and yeah. both give them a oh. and they both get free rides. Okay. So, okay. so he only has to use one of those 18 to get both of them to come okay. to tech for free. Whereas if sense. it's if it's if it's if it's a kid whose parents didn't go to tech, neither of them went to tech. That kid has to pay, like he doesn't get that same benefit of half of it already coming off the books without counting towards the limit. It yeah. works the same recruiting kids from Michigan compared to recruiting kids from Canada, right? Yeah. Michigan gets in-state tuition, so the same kind of thing works. No, no, a Michigan kid. If a Michigan kid gets a full ride, like the dollar amount. A Michigan kid getting a full ride costs one scholarship. An out-of-state kid getting a full ride costs one scholarship, but it costs twice as much. So that's just saving the school money then. It's just saving the school money. Uh, who cares about that? Yeah. Yeah. So you're better off getting legacies okay, that, makes that are out of state to come to tech. And smart kids that can get uh, uh Yes, um, smart kids. Yep, yep, yep. Which yep. is already a good thing. Which is already likely because it's Michigan Tech in the first place that you're looking at smart kids. So if you can get a kid, if they had a deal like they did when I was a student, if you got a certain GPA and were certain level in your class as an out-of-state person, you got in-state tuition. I don't know what that what the rules are anymore, but I was I was a legacy student. What's that, Dustin? It's not the same anymore. The changed shortly after I graduated, I think. Well, it got better after I started, but they got rid of that after you graduated sometime. Or it's it's very changed, I think. Yeah. I, yeah. It's definitely not anywhere close to the same because I got in-state tuition and I was from Minnesota. Yeah. Well, you're, but Minnesota had reciprocity, didn't they? Not with Michigan. No? I thought they did. Mm -mm. Not when I went to school. Okay. I thought Minnesota in, kind of had reciprocity with everybody. Back in his day. Yeah, long time ago. Uh, anybody else got comments on Jordy Murray getting hired to be coach? 
I just think it's a good co- good good coaching move or a good hire, right? Like, yeah. I think I think to add on to what you were saying earlier, I think it's also a sign that Joe is more comfortable in his role as head coach to be able to bring on younger coaches where he doesn't need an experienced head coach you know there with him. You know, Brooks came in as a previous head coach at the D3 level. Yep. And I think as a first time head coach, it's good to have somebody there that's done it before. Somebody that yeah. you can bounce ideas off of, some somebody that you can work I, with that the, has experienced it before. Yep. I think the biggest question mark I have about this is I hope it doesn't change the perspective of Joe being willing to to take input because the guys are younger and inexperienced because that doesn't mean that they won't have a better idea for game plan or whatever. Uh, Like I hope he doesn't get set in his ways and ignore different ideas because of the youth in the staff. And I, and I don't think that will happen, but that's certainly a possibility when you don't have a guy like Brooks with the gravitas that he brought to the staff to push that. And hopefully the two guys, Tyler and Jordy aren't afraid to push back and get him to consider other options, but we'll see. Yep. Agreed. I think, I think also with the addition of Jordy, we're going to see a more, I want to say fast paced game coming from the tech squad, because if, I mean, if you're going to hire two strength and conditioning guys and one guy who specialized in training at the pro level, my, my first inkling is that we're going to be seeing faster and a harder way of playing the game i mean if you look at the incoming class of just the freshmen there's no real big bodies they're all 511 six foot 510 guys so we're kind of moving away from the six two seven foot the biggest guys the biggest guys rasmussen i believe so yeah yeah and pretty much everybody that's committed is is uh Six two or under. There's only two guys that are six two on the commitment list. Well, besides the Finnish goalie that someday we'll know how to pronounce his name. He his name is Max. Max, right? Max. Yeah. So I think I think we might be in for a treat. We're going to be seeing a faster a faster style of gameplay where we could see players like uh, like when we played Ferris a couple times and they'd bring us to overtime by being able to outskate us basically. Yeah, I I hope we do. Uh, I hope Joe finds a way to make defense important, but finds a way to open things up more. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what where the systems go this coming season for sure. We kind of talked about the transfers already. We talked about the freshmen a little bit. The schedule has been tweaked a few different times since the last time we talked about it so we can probably talk about that a little bit who's excited to play lakehead i don't know when i used to set my tinder distance to like 100 miles when i was still at tech (laughs) sometimes i'd match with lakehead girls and that's my only experience with lakehead university so it'll be interesting to see how their hockey team is yeah i do love how thunder bay (laughs) is like 94 miles away from uh yeah i mean technically (laughs) it'll be I'm like, I'm like, shoot, you know. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I have the all-time record against Lakehead University. Anybody want to take a guess? Is it something is it in zeros? one? 
<laughs> no, it's three and zero. Three and zero. Okay. Yeah, I actually uh, I did match with a girl from Thunder Bay, and I explained to her that I'm actually closer to her when I'm back home than I am when I'm in Houghton, as far as driving goes. But she didn't care because it was still like four hours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the way it goes. <laughs> I don't know. I personally just don't understand the value of adding a U sports team. I just feel like every time I watch a Canadian school come in to play NCAA hockey, like U sports in Canada isn't anything like the NCAA system. All those kids know they're playing the last hockey of their lives and they just they play like it. It's stupid. It's dirty. I just oh, oh you want I just, like the last time I saw a U sports game was I went to go see Western Ontario play at Michigan State and it was a gong show because all those guys were like CHL dropouts just ready to start a fight with whoever. Have you not I watched mean, Shorty? There's obviously senior league. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> oh, like, like what I'm saying is from our perspective. I just I just don't understand adding it. Like I, I don't I, I don't have a problem with it in a year like this where you just have a bunch of young guys and you yeah. just want to get them minutes. That's I what just, I was thinking. Just, I only see potential to get hurt in those games because I don't think I I've had that problem from Lakehead. Oh, I, I, wanted, I guess, but I've seen it from Western and who the, the hell wrench and we'd bring in the UAT the U- team. We U- had U- more U- problems U- with than we had with Lakehead. You guys want to hear my first ever hockey game punks. story? Sure. It was against Laurentian, and the first ever hockey game I went to, I saw a kid get taken off on a stretcher. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because U Sports is a joke. It's fine. Their league is fine. If they, like everyone in that league is like everyone knows what that league is that within their own confines, that's fine. I just don't see the value of them playing an NCAA team and only see that as a way for us to get hurt. Like Matt, I'm still going to watch you, it. I bet I'm still going to cheer bucks, for Tech, but I bet you five bucks that the national development team are bigger punks than Lakehead. <laughs> I'm not going to take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> because if you're on the U18 team, you think your shit doesn't stink. I get it, but that's why they go to Michigan. What I would, we, what uh, I would, what I would put five dollars on instead was I bet you there will be more discipline problems within the game with Lakehead than there will be with the U18 team. You guys are, you guys are skipping the most important one of the year. We have an exhibition against LSSU. Yeah, that's that's fine. true, and that's and that's a good exhibition game. I'm not going <laughs> to. I don't feel very much need to talk about it. About it. it makes sense. We already talked about how few goals we're bringing back. We need as many practice games as possible to get the team to gel a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, like and, and, and honestly, it's a team that's not going to try to take your head what, off because it's fun. No, but what's wrong with, but that might not be a bad experience either for this team to get some. I, I, oh my, I completely disagree with that. <laughs> I don't know. Cause that, I don't know that, what that can certainly what, what be. Good... What's that? I'm just thinking, what good does it do us to bring in a, a gong show team from a gong show league. I don't, just, I don't, I just, I guess I don't look at it that way. Like, yes, I know it's not, it's they not, need to prepare for Arizona state because they're going to try to take their heads off too. It's a tune up game from like the longest yard. Our first six games, it's three exhibition games, a game at Ferris and two games at Alaska. That is basically all prep. Soft games. Landing. Soft it's landing. all, it's all about, <laughs> yeah, it's all about team building. I could see Alaska. Well, they're all prep games within the context of the NCAA. I I could see Alaska sweeping us. I know, but they always talk about that Alaska trip early in the season being a good team builder. And this is the kind of team that needs that kind of kickstart to get to like figure out what they're going to be. 
like you get that road trip and you get that that the camaraderie you get that you get that same thing like the nice thing about lakehead too is joe's got a giant fucking roster and in the in these exhibition games he'll probably be allowed to dress more players so he can rotate more and get more players in the game and get more play and then okay you want to practice special teams? Go play Lakehead. They're going to take a bunch of fucking penalties, right? We've got four players that haven't played a game on the North American continent. They What's need that? time. <laughs> okay, moving on. We got St. Lawrence at home, so that should be fun. <laughs> yeah, also, I'm excited about that whole stuff starting. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I, I agree. I'm kind of a little sad because most of our non-conference games are in the form of tournament games now instead of like home games. That's good. That's really That's good. good. Yeah, it's good for the paralyzed, but this year doesn't matter. Well, how is it? it, it I mean, could we matter. don't know. We don't know. We don't know if it matters or not. I mean, true. Yeah, it probably isn't going to matter, but you can't set your schedule up however many years in advance thinking, oh, it's not going to matter. My team's going to be shit that year. Yeah. Maybe Joe's just big brained the entire league. Well, he's already, I don't know how many times we've talked about. Like the tournaments are the thing like, yeah, like I have zero problem with Joe agreeing to like go to Arizona and then you've got oh, the GLI yeah. and everything, I think. And then what they want to do with St. Lawrence and um, Clarkson and Clarkson going forward, it's all good. And like, yeah, it's a good thing. I'm I'm excited for, for that relationship. I'm also a little, a little worried though, because this season could be pretty brutal and it starts off easy and then it just gets hard. Yeah. Well, we've had brutal seasons in the past. No, you guys have. <laughs> I guarantee it won't be the worst season I've seen. I came to tech in the Mel Pearson era. I was used to at least 500 or better. Yeah. yeah it, it gets worse. <laughs> we'll see. Like I, yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. I mean, the, the good thing is, is I think, uh, like so who do you have behind tech uh st thomas hopefully <laughs> <laughs> ferris probably um i probably peg them as the most improved team but yeah i uh, they still need a long way to go um bemidji and tech are probably even more or less because bemidji's also mm. lost a lot of their power yeah. i think bemidji's gonna be good I think we'll probably curb stomp Northern just because it's a systems game and our system wins. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't matter who's playing in that Northern game. We just zone them out and they can't score. A lot of people have been pretty high on Northern and I just personally, I'll believe Northern's not a, not a goon squad when I see it. If, if I see it, I'll give them their due. But oh no, I don't I think they are. I think Grant Potomi uh, has been really good for the program. He's very respectable, very he's he's a decent guy, at least well, after that, that one guy's gone. But uh Lochran, <laughs> nice that, gentleman. Short little, yeah. short little man. Yeah, yeah I mean make him Michigan State's problem. No, he, he he yeah. I mean he's he's gone, gone now though. Um no, I think Grant's doing good things at that program. I think they just need a couple more years still and a new ice rink, but that's my opinion. Not happening, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just looking here. So by the time we play Bemidji, Tech is going to have six games under their belt. Three of them count. 
and two that three three that right, came, but yeah. from an experience standpoint, they're still playing him. Yep. And Bemidji just has two games against Arizona State, and then they come to they come to Houghton. Yeah. So that might be a you know, difference in the amount of time to gel to impact that. Yeah, I'm really going to be curious how the exhibition games affect the fan experience this year. Because I think this is like one of the first years we've had two exhibitions um, in a row at home. Yeah, I don't expect much out of the Lakehead one because it's on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think we did draw the short end of the stick, only getting Ferris three times this year. Like we got lucky last year because we missed out on what Bowling Green for a series. Yeah. So, didn't they also change the pairwise now again? Isn't it like sixty thirty or something or sixty forty? It doesn't do much. Okay. Like I don't. It like I'm pretty sure Rob did it last year and yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't change anything. anything. Okay. As long as it's not like a hundred zero, I think it's fine. And and who knows? Maybe we won't suck in three on three, or maybe this year we won't even get to three on three. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I kind of like Bemidji's schedule better, just in terms from a fan perspective, because you have Arizona State, St. Cloud, North Dakota. Like you have all these bigger schools that Tech's kind of been shying away from in a in a to a degree. Hmm. St. Cloud State and Bemidji or St. Cloud State in North Dakota won't come to Tech, so it's kind of a moot point. Yeah, it's not that to... I don't think they're afraid to play them. I think it's Joe refuses to do a two for one. Oh, I don't blame them in that respect. Uh, I mean, Wisconsin owes us a series up here. It's coming, but yeah. And then maybe Michigan, if that ever goes through again. But it'll never... well, maybe it'll will now. I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. not a one of these guys has double digit goals and only three of them have double digit assists. What they a good game we can look forward to. They only played 18 <laughs> games, dude. And Tim looked up the roster too. Yeah, because okay. I want to call him out on his bullshit. <laughs> the leading guy is a point per game. Hey. Two guys. All right, per then game. <laughs> what? <laughs> All we heard was laughing, Matt. And that's I was okay. saying, but how are we getting 69 penalty minutes in that time? Who's Very home? nicely. Yeah, hey, Dylan hey Matt, okay. do you know yeah. how many players we're returning that have double-digit goals? <laughs> <laughs> and his last name is Piedela. Yeah. Yeah, but no, there's a there's a dude named Dylan Peters, number two defenseman. He played in 13 games and got 69 penalty minutes. Nice. But but he's no Tanner Edwards, so. No. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm very much worried for our production this year. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I it'll, it, the team like, struggled so much in the last few years with quote unquote team goals. That I'm a bit nervous about a team that's basically going to have to live off of team goals. Uh, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully somebody step or hopefully a couple somebody step up and we find a you know a top six that's that's worth. I think I think we uh, have a top using. three at least in Ashbrook, Piedla, and uh, Kyle Kukinen. Yeah. At least that's who I would peg. Well, that's a lot to expect from a freshman. Period. But yeah, we'll see. There's my thing here. 
but I think I well, I still think you've got um let me get here to my grid. Oh wow. Mankato starts the season. Minnesota. Minnesota Duluth, St. Cloud State. Ooh. That's pretty typical, I think, for those schools. It is, it is, but yeah. They really they don't shy away from jumping right into the fire. No, and since it's Mankato, they're just gonna be they'll they're probably be fine. They'll probably win five out of six of those games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I looked up uh I looked up the games against Minnesota State and it is ugly for our all time record. Oh yeah. Well we it's... haven't been good since Minnesota State's been D one. So yeah. other than like recently and they've been better recently. So nineteen forty seven and nine. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one of those nines. One of those games that were nine was one of the best games I've ever seen. It was a, a great z- shutout a zero, by zero, Bryce zero, Luker. Zero yeah. zero tra. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce yeah. Luker's shining moment. Yeah. His one one shining <laughs> moment. Yeah. 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 Another That's... surprising thing is uh we're under five hundred against Michigan State. I guess surprising to me, but I mean, they were they got really good around the time we started to get bad, so that doesn't really surprise me. And Michigan State was, mm-hmm. I mean, even even when Tech was good, Michigan State had some good teams back then too. That's very true. Yep. yep. And we didn't, we weren't in the same conference as them for most of our best years. We probably didn't play them that much. Yes. Uh, yeah. The... So who do you see kind of as in that group fighting to be top six? If you've got, uh, if you've yeah. got the, the the younger Kukinen and then uh, Ash, Ashbrook, uh, Ashbrook and Pietala. Yeah, Kukinen up the middle, uh, Pietala on the wing. Then me going off of just the feeling, I have Works, Kataroff, and Tyler Kukinen for the second for the second or line. Trevor, yeah, or I, Trevor, yeah. So who who do we have? Like. I, I don't I, I can never figure out remember or figure well, out who's this, who who plays center. So uh, yeah. Kukinen, Kyle Kukinen's the center. Yep, Kataroff, Jankowski, Ganey, who are, are who I have up the middle. Kukinen, Kataroff, Jankowski's a center. Okay, and Ganey's a center. Well, then I've got okay. a th- I I would think that you're more likely to get Peterson in the top six. Um, I th- over over the. Older Kukinen. I hope so. Um, I hope so. And then I would also think I don't know. It's it's so hard to tell because a lot of the guys that I look at that I'm like hoping for more from were your energy guys that didn't produce a ton. Like I like Blaze Richards. I like Ryland Mosley. I like Oh, I have Mosley and Bronte with Jankowski on the third line. Yeah, and I think that would be a good third line. It's just uh like I, I think I think we have depth. We don't have top, like the top end. And I don't know how that's going to work out. Yeah. I mean, I expect decent things from like a Crespi slash Nardella, Ganey, Soretsky line. Yeah. But we've been waiting for Soretsky to put on like 20 to 30 pounds for the last four years. Yeah. And I just think, I hopefully it, this is hope, like your, your, your best case scenario for this team is this ends up being one of those years where defenses don't know who to match up with because all four lines can score. Yeah. And I mean, then it's we... just a matter of whoever gets the good matchup 
is the one that's scoring that night. We could take the inaugural Vegas approach where we have four second lines. Yeah, and that's kind of what it feels like to me. That you're you're I don't think you're gonna have why pretty confident you're not gonna have like a guy who belongs in the Hobie conversation, but if you had a bunch of guys getting twenty points, like Definitely that's Blake Pietola. Blake Pietola could be in the Hobie well, conversation. Okay, but that's yeah. <laughs> as much as any goalies ever are. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and then the defensive pairings are just a kind of a crapshoot right now. Yeah. We have three regulars returning in Thorne, Leip, and Russell. Russell being kind of a regular. Yeah. So I have O'Connell, Thorne, Leip, and then Orr. Or I see as being like a Thorne 2.0, kind of fitting into that Sawyer spot that we're losing. Okay. Because he lit it up in the NHL. And then I have the uh, the Finnish dual duo together in the third pairing with Russell as the extra skater. Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I haven't paid that much attention to handedness. I think both the defense, the Finnish dudes are whatever we were lacking. I forget which side. I just I was looking at point totals and trying to yeah. judge them by that. Yeah, because I think. They're the same handed, then they may not be paired together. Yeah, yeah. I think they were because I thought it was. It's. I don't know what side O'Connell's on, but I thought it yeah. was Russell, and then the two Finnish dudes are whatever side, and then pretty much everybody else that we brought back is the other side. Yeah, I mean, just just put a defensive defenseman with an offensive defenseman kind of deal, and there yep. you go. Yep. We'll see. I know Joe likes to do his left hand, right hand combo on D. As long as as long as we're past the days of seeing three D on a power play, I'm good. <laughs> Let's also hope that we're long since done seeing uh, two defensemen on three on three. Yeah, got it. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I think the more speed we get as a team, the less we'll have to do that. Yeah, assuming they can handle the puck. Um, but yeah, uh, my biggest worries are basically just top end production, or unless we want to run <laughs> roll four lines, we're actually getting scoring chances out of all four instead of two, like we did last year. Yeah, <laughs> I think we would. I think if we're going to finish in the top half of the league, we're going to need to get twenty goals from the com- a combination of the two Kukinen brothers and Marcus Peterson, because. Somebody needs to make up the goal scoring and somewhere. Yeah. That seems like kind of the X factor is are those three players in my, in my opinion. I think you're right. I think I, I think Marcus Peterson's the guy that you wish we would have gotten more opportunity to see last year in some capacity. And I know Joe said a couple different times that when he was ready to put him in the lineup is when he got re-injured, I think at least twice. Um, had some kind of setback. So hopefully that's not a trend and hopefully he's healthy this year and can, can get on the ice and, and show us why Joe wanted to bring him in anyway. So, and he's supposed to be a big power forward type player. So hopefully he's a guy that you can, I mean, stack in front of the net and power plays. And we saw that last year and he left early. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean the two, at least for freshmen, the two or people coming in this year, the two big guys I have an eye on are Orr and Works to see if they can make a dent. Okay. 
or just lit it up in the uh in the uh, nahl as a defenseman and then works lit it up in the aj which i know is a lesser league yeah. But I think there's potential there since he played on a really hard to crack Denver team. In yeah, terms no, of I, I have a feeling that he's he. I think you bring in a guy like Jack Works, hoping that he can be that he can flash and be a top six guy, six guy for us. Yeah, and I think we have him for what three more years because he was technically COVID eligible. I think we have him for two more. I think that's what I yeah. have him down for. And then in terms of goaltending, um, I see Max as the new guy to take the reins from Blake once he decides to move on, whenever if it's this is his last year or if he decides to do a fifth year here. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think I think Max is your your number two. Um and then Morelli is is your clear number three. Um and yeah, and then we get to have the fun of finding out if Blake sticks around or not. And, and then what you're going to do again at goaltender since Caden Bailey decided to leave early because he wasn't getting enough well, playing time. So now he's a D3 guy. Hopefully from what we see from this Finnish guy, Max, yeah. that it's not that big of a deal if Blake leaves at the end of the year, because we have a capable goalie to step in. Oh, yeah. I'm the one thing I'm never worried about, at least since I've been at Tech as goalie goalies, we've never had an issue with with Joe. I mean, say what you want about certain players and like how they act, but on the ice, more or less, we can expect an over 500 goalie, and it's not the goalie's issue; it's more of the defense or the offense. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Somebody, and especially uh, the last what four or five years um and most of it like basically we had what two questionable years since mel came i guess uh so yeah i think i think goalie is a good thing and then you've got i i don't yeah i'm not too worried about goaltending from a from a top end or depth perspective with joe as coach and jamie as a volunteer assistant and hopefully in the next couple of years, rules change so Jamie can get paid to be that guy and stick around. I think it'd be a huge asset if he could stay, yeah. Yeah, I know he'll be here a while if he continued because he's going to stay probably till he's done with his uh, PhD. doctorate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Anything else you guys really want to talk about? Um, Matt, what's your favorite Canadian university? <laughs> um, there's plenty of great Canadian universities, but none of them play hockey. Okay, what's your favorite? Um, doesn't McGill play hockey? Um, uh, McGill does play hockey, but in U Sports, so <laughs> yeah, but like they're like, aren't they one of the best universities in Canada? They sure are, but they also <laughs> produce Mike Babcock, so do with that what you will. Oh, maybe uh, I got some questions for you, uh, Mr. Tim. Yeah. Whatever happened to some of the recruits that were scheduled to come in this year that didn't? Uh, such as? Uh, one of them, uh, shoot. Uh, I'm looking at the grid right now. He was a Charles forward. Edward Tardif? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I think he just got pushed back. I don't think he okay. had a very good year last year. I'm not surprised. Um our roster looks like it's one less forward than last year, but 
over the last two years, but I don't think that's a huge deal. Um, I'm guessing a combination of his year and getting a guy like Jack works probably pushed Charles back a year. Okay. Um, that's addition, my perspective anyway. That six foot seven kid. Is he just no longer playing hockey? Uh, Van Compernol. Yeah. Yeah. He quit hockey last year. So he was, I don't know if I took him off the grid or no, you, you did. I was yeah. just curious. Yeah. It sounds like he quit hockey going into this last season. So, okay. Yeah. So how are you getting these other people like Brandon Hilton? Are they like on Instagram or? Yep. Uh, a lot of them are on Instagram, which pains me to have to deal with as a 40 some year old dude, but I'm there. So, uh, Oh, Florida. Yep. Most of the, like, uh, and you said we can't recruit players that don't like snow. Yeah. Oh, we can't, but. <laughs> yeah, we got a recruit from Florida. You want to know what the easiest way to recruit people is, Dustin? Winning national tournament games. Uh, yeah, that helps. You're wrong. Winning. NIL money. <laughs> We've had a few barstool sponsored students, I believe, on the team so far. Uh, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Probably got like Bar 10 school. bucks and a gift card to beat ups to do that. <laughs> and they have to drive to, they have to drive to Marquette, Marquette to use it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's some, that sounds like something that Barstool would do. Probably. Yeah. We'll have to start bugging, uh, uh, business owners to step up so we can get some NILs for hockey players in Houghton. This should mean that you can get a current player on your authentic jersey order now, and we will just charge more, and all that extra money goes directly to the player. Well, how much do you charge is the question. How much do we charge? We charge basically cost plus shipping. No, 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 no. How much extra do you charge to pay the player? Well, we haven't whatever, figured that out yet. Whatever the player asks, right? It's, it's we'd, a, we'd have to basically, we would have to, I think we'd have to sign a contract with the the team like the players as a whole and say if we sell a jersey with your name on it you're getting whatever it is and figure out what that is as a team or figure out if they want like if the players want their own money or if the players want to be like we're all going to split the pot and you know whatever it is i don't know they can figure that out themselves speaking of contracts with tech hockey are we getting a better board advertising oh i got a bug dirk about that shit i should have done that a while ago yeah, instead of the spot where the away team puts all their sticks in front of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I meant to bug them about that, and I think I still owe them a check for this year. Why don't we just um, hire? Well, you live up there, right? I do. Yes. Why don't you just get some sort of like a generator, throw it in the back of your car, and a projector, and park it on out in the parking lot and project against the side of the building when people walk in? <laughs> I got a better idea, and they'll piss off way more people. <laughs> okay, so what's that? that? So you know how the NHL is now sponsoring, uh, has like the uh, overlaid ads on the glass? I yeah. thought you were going to say Jersey Patch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be awesome. That would be the first advertisement that would make perfect sense. sense. Yeah, just... that would work. We'll put our anyways. slant THG on the sleeve. Yes, yeah, that awesome. looks so good. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. Maybe we can do that for the same price. Instead of projecting the THG logo on the glass for the broadcast, 
we'll just put a film up that blocks the game for the fans. Mm. Oh no, let's not ruin the in-game experience. <laughs> That's not going to drive traffic. Oh, it will hate traffic. Not a, not in the good way. That's not the way we want it. No, yeah, I'm excited though. Um, yeah, but Todd we, but we, yeah, we 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 want to pay. We want to take our money and not have it be on the glass anymore. And have it be on the Flow Hockey broadcast above both nets, like they do on on yeah. uh, Bally Sports, right? That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that would work. All right. Uh, um, any? Are you guys excited for the new locker room reveal that's coming up? I got to take a tour and check it out. It oh. wasn't done yet, though. Uh, Didn't even know what was happening. Which why? Give us a sneak I couldn't, peek. I couldn't. I was not allowed to take photos. But uh, your, your impression. Uh, it's awesome. Like that entire hallway that used to just be cinder block underneath the 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 stands there is all gonna be like uh like a backsplash, nice looking backsplash stone, basically. And then all the it's gonna have all the uh what did they change the rules now for NHL players? Like if you played in the NHL, your jersey gets hung up. And then some of them will be down. Actually, I think down there, um, they moved a lot of the players up to the concourse. And now down there is just a shadow box of each of the team's current jerseys. Uh, And then a really nice uh, backlit Husky logos down at the end of that hall. And then they upgraded the, the hallway that used to go like, you know how you go down that hallway and you can walk into the, the workout room, right? Yep. And then you would turn right and then you turn left and there's a hallway all the way down to the puck pit, right? Yep. So that hallway's gone now and is now integrated into the the workout room. So it's bigger now. And then the puck pit is now a better puck pit that you can actually skate on. Oh, it's got like the plastic tiles. skate, it's got the plastic yeah. tile skate or ice and then they put in like a what the like the virtual golf range thing too down there oh wow the guys so they they got got a simulator yeah they got a simulator down there we are a tech university and and you're allowed to rent it dustin no we have a simulator in town that i know the guy that owns it so i can go whenever i want okay uh in cannon falls yeah oh nice the guy that owns a napa store the napa left and he just decided to buy a simulator and put it in there for his buddies oh cool um (laughs) So, yeah, so that's all done. And then the locker room, I mean, it's not an NHL locker room, but it's better than the Flames locker room. I mean, it's going to be better than the Coyotes locker room. I haven't seen the Coyotes, but I saw the Flames. Holy hell, is that? Yeah, yeah, that's depressing when I saw that photo. Like the Flames locker room is worse than the Huskies old locker room. I got to look at this now. It's like D-level. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Adina has a nicer locker room than the Flames. (laughs) Just see if oh you can my. find the locker room. Don't worry, guys. Commitment. I was about to say <laughs> commitment. I'm pretty sure. Uh, sure Fair like, So the so probably the biggest this. thing that they did, other than the aesthetics wow. of it for for the tech locker rooms, is that the ventilation has been completely redone now, so that where they hang up their gear, uh, there's basically vents underneath where they would sit that blow air up and there's vents that circulate that air out of the room above where all their stuff goes so there's basically constant circulation through their gear to get it dried out as fast as you can 
It's just amazing to me how much hockey gear smells like shit. That one of yeah. the biggest features yeah. of any hockey locker room is yeah. how oh, do we yeah. get the stank out? How do we get the stank out of here as fast as possible? Yeah. <laughs> but most then, importantly, did they fix the ceiling to the SDC yet? Or are we going to have paint falling again? Uh, that is not done. It's, it's, <laughs> it's in the works. The problem is uh the cost and then the other like the problem is is that cost is so high that it has to go through like the regions oh so it it takes time and then not only that but like they have a bid process so like i think the money's approved now so it's supposed to probably happen next year they did it so so what actually went wrong jonathan is they redid the roof okay and when they redid the roof any random nail that went through the roof to put it on damaged the paint underneath. And that's the moisture getting up there. Like the problem is, is the, the SDC does not have enough. Uh, they don't have, they basically need to completely redo the HVAC. So that's all getting done, but they don't want to redo the paint till they redo the HVAC. Cause otherwise redoing the paint will be pointless until okay. they redo the HVAC. Are, are so that's why I like down that wall too or no? I don't know where the, where that is in the process. I think that's coming but that's not next. Um and that's why like if you went to the alumni game, they had that giant fan set up. I wasn't there. I was So they had coding. a giant fan set up in what is that section not old. It's on the old people side but the 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 row five five or rail five 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 side, um, so oh, basically yeah, yeah. right across from University Images, right where those vending machines are, <clears throat> that entrance to the arena, uh, that entrance to the seating, they had a giant fan set up because the only, um, like condenser, HVAC stuff that's working is like over by the pep band, so they had that giant fan set up to try and get air over there because of how warm it was for the alumni game. Uh, so that's the problem. I, I think the HVAC stuff might be getting taken care of yet this year, but the paint is not, it's in the works, but it's not done yet. So, and I, I basically, I think the other thing that's come up now is that they've, they've figured out a way to deal with it, um, in the short term, like they've learned how to clean it up basically when it does happen. So it's in the works, but it's not done. <sighs> Uh, but I think that's about it. Any other questions you got for me, Jay Z? Um, do we do we know if GLI's on Flow versus an actual TV station yet? Oh, I guess I don't know that. I would assume it's on Flow this year, but I could I be wrong. Don't because I think that the Griffins have a different TV deal. That's like a that's like the AHL's partnership. They're like the one of the only like non-NHL hockey leagues that doesn't use flow, so it could be on that. They only they also don't really broadcast locally, so it's, well, it's, uh, it's that'll not, be interesting. The, the Griffins deal has nothing to do with the GLI. That's true, but I just didn't know if it would impact anything. But Okay, and then I have one question for each person here, and okay. I want your answer separately. Okay. Our record versus St. Thomas this year we play four we, times. We play four, right? We play four times. Our record versus St. Thomas this year. Okay, Matt. They get, they get one against us. Okay. So three Rob? and one. Yeah. I was gonna go with three and one as well. Okay, Dustin. 
Porno. Porno? Okay. I want it to be, but they're going to piss me off. They're going to get one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's three and one. With their retool and the fact that they're starting to get players that if they if they stay the whole their whole tenure there, they get to see the new building they, get built. They could they go got to a national team. Elite defenseman Grant Doctor on the roster now. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, elite. that's an that's a big improvement for them. But he was elite three years ago. Yeah, back when we saw him at Hockey Day, Minnesota. You guys didn't stop talking him up for like three years. What? Well, <laughs> it's not our fault that he never. Well, that's not true. I don't think he ever progressed since leaving. Like we talked him up the entire time he was at Minnetonka. But after that, I don't think he ever. I think he really struggled at the next level. Okay. Uh, like okay. he bounced around a lot. That's not a good sign for a, a player, especially a player. Like it's not like he put up points everywhere and just happened to keep being the guy that got traded. Uh, it was all about he struggled to transition to the next level and I still think he's struggling to transition to the next level. So I hope okay. it goes better for him, but I don't, I don't And then who's everybody's low key dark horse for the season who will do way better than we all expect. Hmm. I'm trying to think what that means. No, I need to look at the list. Of I'm going to go with Rylan Mosley. Yeah, were you talking players or teams? That's another players, question. Players, okay. our players. Yeah, which okay. player on Tech's roster is going to have a breakout season that we won't expect? All right, yeah, I'm going to need to look at our roster, too. <laughs> I'm going to say Arvid Kadaroth. He kind of seemed like he had a little bit of a down year last year after what was a really promising freshman year. I think he bounces back, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if he leads a team in points, probably not goals, but. I hope he leads the team in points. That'd be good. Yep. I was I was gonna go with the other Swede. We we kept hearing about, kept hearing about, kept hearing about. We never got to make it to the ice. Pedersen. Yeah. What do you got, Matt? Still pulling up our roster. Give me a second. I kind of want to say Jed Pietel for the memes before I even get there, but that's just not gonna happen. Um. I feel like Arvid might be like at what I, I feel like he's supposed to be. I, I expect him to fall into a leadership role. I was expecting more out of Bronte last year. I hope he steps up this year. Okay. I hope he's the one that's the dark horse, I guess. Okay. And then one Matt specific question Who on Lakehead's going to have the most pins on the game on Monday in October? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what was the sooner was... I never see that team again, the better. <laughs> What was your get it over with? Who wants to raise who wants to raise money to buy a Lakehead jersey and ship it to (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll put it on. I'll cheer for them when they're in U Sports, but I'm not gonna it's not gonna be anywhere near me when they're playing NCAA team. (laughs) So 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 Matt THG wants to know if you turn down the if somebody says turn down the or turn the AC down, what does that do to the temperature in your house? It goes up. It goes up. Dustin, I agree, Rob. If you, if you turn the AC up, it goes down. Yeah, it's usually just referred to it as turn the AC on. That's inverse. It. Inverse. Okay. I don't how refer do you, to it as how, an how do you turn down. the AC down? Because it's just on or it's off. Well, you 
yeah. it's the, there there's degrees to which the air conditioning is on like your air no. conditioning can be on like 67 if or you, 72 if you turn the no, AC, that's no. the thermometer if you temperature the AC to turning the ac down means increasing the temperature setting on your thermostat yes you want the ac because you be AC, working less right because your ac will be working less that's no, it just it, it just turns off it's working less time Turning off is working less. It's working less hours per day. If you turn the AC down, you are you are saying I want it to be warmer. That well, is the way I would interpret it as well. But what yeah. I'm what I'm saying here is is it's either on or it's off. Turning it down has no inc- has no effect on how hard it's working. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Well, you know, it has an effect on how often it's working. So yeah, it's not missing- the same as hard. I think yes, you're missing the bigger picture here. Because... Over, the, over the course of a day, yes, it is. That is how hard it's working. It's how much energy it is consuming in a day. That is how hard it's yeah. working. Now, what I'm, what now again, I think you're missing the bigger picture here, Samith, because Tim and I may vehemently disagree on the merits of playing a U sports team, but boy, oh, do we agree on which direction the temperature goes when you ask, turn the air conditioner down. This reminds me of the fact that my daughter is extremely literal. And if I ask her a negative oh, so question, no, but. If I ask her, you don't want to go to the game, she tells me no, or she tells me yes, meaning yes, I don't want to go to the game, which is backwards of how my brain, the response I expect. So I have to be very intentional with my questions with her that I ask the positive, or I get confused as to what she means, because she answers literally instead of the way I expect. The, The average person says, no, I don't want to go. That's a double negative. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I have to be very intentional of asking my questions backwards with her to make sure that I can process her answer co- correctly and not have to ask an extra time to clarify. Oh, oh, here's a good one. Is our face-off percentage for the entire season above 50% or below? Below. Below. <laughs> That's a, I'm, you got to prove that. it before I change my bet. mind on that one. <laughs> All right, we've recorded enough. One minute remaining in the podcast. That should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. And now I need to pause again quickly and figure out who our new patrons are because I know we have some. Do we have any sponsors yet? What's that? Do we have any sponsors yet? We still have sponsors. Uh, we don't have. We, we haven't mentioned them today. I mean, that's I because think... they get mentioned in the. They're pre-recorded by you, you and edit. Matt and yeah. Rob. You edit them on, on the I right side. The pay the people who pay to watch this and listen to this don't need to get our commercials, and they don't pay a shit, Matt. So put that shit away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the bright side, Nick's gonna be happy. It's under two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. So we've got two new patrons, uh, Mike Patterson and Bill Rose, both joined since June 29th. So appreciate both you guys signing up. I think everybody else has been a patron longer than that. Let me double check that here. So we're up to what do we got? 39 active patrons right now. Pretty impressive. Oh, oh, and I understand now why people are struggle to um, pay us when their credit card expires. Cause I just went through that process with Patreon and it was a giant pain in the butt to fix my credit card. Cause I've tried to put in my new info and it kept rejecting it. So I had to switch credit cards. So 
I get it, guys. It's not fun. So for those listening, uh, check out the website. It's new. Yeah, Matt, uh, Brandon's still working on that. But yes, we got a we got a new layout to the website, techhockeyguide.com. Um, patrons at the white level or above get access to our Zoom chats featuring guests like John Scott, Joe Sean, Brad Patterson, Cam Ellsworth, and access to Instat uh, heavy analytical articles coming soon. I've been saying that a while. We're going to have to make sure that actually happens this season. Uh, patrons at the black level or above receive access to extra podcast content, including extended versions of every podcast. And then we've got our gold level. Uh, they receive access to the unfiltered YouTube video of the podcast, which we post every week. Follow us on Twitter at chasing MacPod or at tech hockey guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know. We'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach to tell your friends. Did you guys know that we're a pretty big deal in India? I believe it. We were a no. top 10 podcast for hockey in India. I mean, how many uh, podcasts about I don't hockey know. make well, it in India? We're down to 31 now in the last poll that I saw. Uh, so hopefully I'll actually... Pick it up push it. I know. Now that we pushed out a new episode, hopefully get back up into the top 10. Uh, so maybe the next time Dustin goes there for work, he can name drop Tech Hockey Guide, and one of the four people that India. listens will know what. How do you? I haven't how been do you... India in years. What's that? Oh, so it wasn't Dustin just going to India and playing the podcast on repeat? No, because you haven't there? you haven't been there in the last year, have you? I haven't been there since I was lived with you. I don't yeah. think. I no, you, no, you that. went. It's after that, but it was before COVID, I think. Oh, it was twenty thirteen or something like twenty twelve. Oh, okay. I thought you went more recently than that, but maybe not. Well, so, I've been other places, but not India. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're like the the place that I have that I forget what it's called, Chartable. We we get in the US charts every once in a while. And somehow we're now in the India India charts. I assume it's all the lovely foreign exchange students that go home and listen or tell their friends. Uh let's see. Uh, we've been trying this for a while. If you give us a five-star review on Apple, Dustin will read the review, um, no matter what you have to say, um, pending any special lawyery type things that we need to not say, but you can or do anything whatever that's you just want. extremely wry. Yeah. It can be a I little mean, wry. I've, I've been tempted on making an Apple account just to take a, take advantage of this. Yeah, do it. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, and Livonia Technical Services. Special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint, Doc McRezin, for his generous donation to get this thing running. We hope you enjoy. If you guys out there can put two and two together, you might realize that one of those people is part of two of those things. Uh, finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com.
You've been listening to the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA.